What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 16 of the Hoop Life TV podcast. Our normal host, Jordan, he's out today, but we're going to hold it down for him. I'm Michael White. With me, as always, Stacy Collier and Ben Okazawa. Say what's up, bro. What's up, <laughs> uh, yes, what's up everybody? What's up? What's good? How's everybody Glad doing? Glad to be back. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. Let's not waste any time, fellas. Let's just hop right into it. So... Let's jump into tampering. Tampering is always going on in the NBA, but over the summer, Adam Silver made it a point to talk about tampering, said there's no point in have in the NBA having rules that they can't enforce. You know, he was talking about a lot of the teams, you know how like the Kimball Walker decision came before free agency have actually started. A lot of decisions were actually made. That's why they came so bum rushed that first day. So, I'll ask you guys this question. Do you think tampering is a problem in the NBA or something that needs to be resolved? Let's start with you, Stacey. Do I think tampering is a problem? Uh, I think, honestly, I think it's a minor problem. You know, uh, we do have players that agree very early on to go to these teams and openly talk about going to a certain team. But um, I think more of the problem is, the way the media is ran today, especially sports media, like everybody got to have a story. Everybody got to be there first. Everybody wants to be there first. And so you have a lot of uh, things, a lot of details, got a lot of inside things leaking out to the public in order to keep, you know, view viewership and whatever have you going. So I think that's more of a problem in the NBA than uh, the actual tampering itself. But we did hear a story about Kawhi Leonard and his Uncle Dennis, Uncle Dennis supposedly asking for a lot of stuff that he's not supposed to be asking for in order for the Clippers to sign him and then trade for Paul George, which was kind of strange in everybody's mind because he, I think he just signed like a four-year extension with them, you know, uh, uh, somewhere last season or somewhere last year in the summertime. So, you know, that's, I think that situation kind of, you know, pushed the investigation for tampering. But overall, I don't think tampering is a major problem. I think the problem is everybody just want to have that story first. Yeah, I, I would think that would I say it's a major problem. No, because even if they start enforcing rules, I, I'm just under the belief that businesses that make this much money, Something's not going, not not everything is buttoned up. You know what I mean? There's going to be tampering no matter what. So I, I would have to agree with you. What do you think, Ben? Uh, I like what Stacy said about the media. But first thing I want to say about that is which friends are like, who are you? Who are these players telling like where they're going? That's snitching on them. <laughs> like how, how does everyone know before it happens? Like people are saying. Katie's going to Brooklyn. Like, how do we really know Katie's going to Brooklyn unless someone's snitching on him to the media? Unless he wants people to know. Who knows? But no, nah, I think that's a problem. Is is exactly that's what I'm saying. It's the <laughs> money. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, there's that, and it's just the story, like you said. And at the same time, though, tampering sure it's real, and it's happening. But like you guys said, it's a minor problem. And what is the league really going to do to stop it? Right. Like, he's really going to stop two friends from having a conversation, like let's say Kawhi and Paul George, uh, just texting each other or calling each other and meeting up beforehand before free agency starts and saying, listen, we want to get together, let's make it happen. Like, no one knows what they're talking about. The league can't do anything to stop that. Um, but one thing me and my friends were talking about 
recently with this whole uh, investigation into Kawhi and his uncle and the demands they're making from the Raptors is, and it's a pipe dream, I'm not going to lie, but let's say they find them guilty of doing some some extra stuff, reverse the trade, or sorry, reverse the whole free agency deal. Kawhi comes back to Toronto. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I, it would be so many things that would have to go <laughs> that just because then everybody would be expecting that. Like, oh, well, wait, we, this shouldn't happen here. So we can go back and redo trade. That would be crazy, but I, it's tough, man. I feel like tampering is going to happen no matter what. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's time. It's real. They're really going to enforce the rules as if you're tampering publicly, like Mr. Magic Johnson. Mm. You know, giving the wink, wink about Paul George on, on TV. I still never understood that to this day. <laughs> but tampering's always going to happen. So basically, if you ask me, I think Adam Silver is just like, hey, tamper on the low, quiet. We can't have yeah. it out here in the public. We got to look buttoned up. This is a bit. This still a business at the mm-hmm. end. At the end of the day, this is the NBA. Uh, Do you guys think that, or let me ask you like this, because I was listening to a podcast earlier and Steve Kerr, he was talking about how like he he thinks that he totally supports players, especially when they've ran their contract and they enter free agency. But he specifically said that he didn't like guys like, for instance, Anthony Davis. He he said specifically him. Uh, forcing their way out of towns. Do you do you think that that's a bad for the NBA guys forcing their way out of certain teams like these small market teams, New Orleans, maybe a Portland or Utah, or do you think that eh, it's not really a big deal? Let's go. Um, oh, forcing their way out. I think it's fine to talk about that as long as it just don't leak out to the public. I mean. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of star players who behind the scenes talk to the organization, talk to head coaches, general managers, talking about, um, I'm thinking about, you know, leaving or I want to explore trade options. You know, that's fine. But like I mentioned before, it's just the media just want a story and they just want to put, you know, something out there and get everything going, start spinning everything, have everything out there on the news. So, like, I think that's more of an issue than, you know, a player wanting out from the team that he's on. Right. What about you, Ben? Uh, I'll say this about that. I I have a lot of respect for guys like Dame Lillard who, you know, despite having not all that much success in the grand scheme of things, you know, with their their small market organization, like like Dame Lillard with with the Trailblazers, uh, and he's sticking with them, and he's loyal, and I, I can appreciate that. But at the same time, uh, Anthony Davis was in a similar situation with the Pelicans, where he was their best player, he was doing everything, and they weren't really getting anywhere. So at some point, he was with them for what six, seven years? Uh, I think he was with them eight, eight. I think it's crazy to think he's already been in the league like he's seven or eight years. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. and you know, at, at some point, you just got to say, and I, I, I can appreciate this too. I don't have a problem with it. At some point, you just got to say, I want to win. And this organization isn't doing for doing it for me. And he left to go to a team where he thinks he can win. Right. I agree with that. I think that if teams can trade players anytime they want, it yeah. doesn't matter. They, could, they can trade you today, tomorrow. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how long your contract is. They could trade you at any point. I think if teams have that power and, you know, we always hear it's a business. You know, you got to remember it's a business. I'm a Laker fan. I remember they were talking about our young guys, and they kept saying, well, it's a business. They got to learn this. 
I don't think I then I don't think it's a problem for the player to say, okay, then I want out. I, you know, I don't care if I just sign a contract here. This isn't for me, and I'm not feeling this. Trade me. I don't think that's an issue. You can't have it one way and then change it for the players on the other end. So th that's pretty much where I'm standing on that. I, I support the players. If you want to leave New Orleans to go to L.A., which makes a lot of sense, then yeah. I'm, I'm down for that. You know what I mean? Like these these organizations trade players just like that. It doesn't even matter. So if a guy wants to leave, then I'm all for it. Yep. Great. Well, let's transition over to our hot take segment. Ben, take it away. All right, first hot take. First of all, welcome back, everyone. Uh, second, before I get into the hot takes, Hoop Life TV, man. You guys <laughs> yeah. The 25-some-odd people listening merch. to this. Hey, go get your merch. It's your merch. What's up? <laughs> Had to plug it, you know. Um, but the first hot take is a lot of people are hating on uh, LeBron James for getting hyped at his son, his oldest son, Bronny's AAU game after, uh, what was it, Bronny threw down a dunk, something like that? Um, it was like an alley. It, was, it wasn't Bronny, but it was like two oh, guys caught a, through yeah, an alley. Else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and LeBron, you know, ran on the court, lost his shoe, and had to run off quickly. And people are saying um, that it was childish, immature, whatever, and he wouldn't get away with that if he wasn't such a star. Um, I don't know. Do you think, Michael, you think LeBron got too hyped or you think, you know, he was in the right just getting excited? I mean, look, at these AAU games, first off, half the, the fans be on the court anyways. Like, it's yeah. right there. And this is LeBron James. Like, I hate to put it like this, but when you're on that status, you know, they give you a little leeway. Yes, oh, yeah. the shoe was a little extra. I, I get it. But, dude, that's, that's that dude's dad. I mean, that's LeBron James. You know, that's his dad. He's hyped for his son. I remember on I, I tweeted, like, um the night where I think he got in the layup line and knocked down a dunk. I yeah. was like, oh, Skip Bayless can't wait to get on this because Bron's in the layup line. And sure enough, Monday yeah. yesterday, that was like the first topic. And I really don't see the problem with it. You know, a, a lot of these guys would kill to have their father so involved and out there and, and you know, shining in front. And it, it's not like he's taking the spotlight off Bronny. Bronny's going to get plenty of spotlight. Mm -hmm. Like, he's going to get plenty. So, the little dunk in the layup line, LeBron getting excited, watching the team play. Hey, he loves basketball. He's a fan, too, at that point. You know, he's just enjoying the game. So, I've got zero issues with it. Yeah, I agree. And no, none of the players have a problem with it either. None of the players, coaches, no one has a problem with it except for, you know, people in the media and just fans exactly. and just LeBron haters. So, yep. that's it. Stacy, you think he got a bit too hyped or you think he was just fine? This is the most ridiculous thing ever. Like, we are criticizing a man for being a proud dad. Being Just a father. Of, being a father. <laughs> think about that. We are criticizing a man who's proud of his son and is cheering on supporting his son's team. Like, are you that are you serious? Are you do you hate LeBron that much to where not only you criticize him on the court, but off the court where he's being a, a human being, a dad, a father? Like Come on now. This, I When I saw this stuff going on up and down my timeline, all the comments and everything, Skip Bayless chiming in, Jason Willock and all that, I just was just shaking my head the whole time in disappointment. I, had, I even had to put my phone down for a minute. I, I, I just can't believe that people are willing to go this far to hate on this man who's 
you know, well accomplished and proud of what what's, what he's doing and what his son's doing. And people forget he's a basketball player. He loves basketball. This has been his life passion. He want he wants to express that excitement. He wants to live it up. Sometimes he 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 don't have to you know be so focused on the NBA and himself. And you know um um he was saying let his son get the shine. His son's getting the shine too, and he's yeah. bringing a lot of attention to the team and. It's created excitement for the game. Now you got people who are going to want to go to these games just to not only see his son, but see him there. And, you know, it's just exciting. But, you know, this whole thing is is utterly ridiculous. And I just can't believe that people will are, are willing to stoop that low just to criticize somebody. No, I agree with both you guys. Uh, we'll move it on to our next hot take. The odds makers at Yahoo have the Clippers... Uh, finishing first in the West in the regular season at, sorry, let me pull it up here. They were, the Clippers were heavy favorites, though, if I remember correctly. Disrespectful, too. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Clippers are minus 2,500 uh, to finish first in the West, and the Jazz are at minus 1,600. Um, and the in the East, the Bucks, they've got the Bucks at minus 5,000 to win the East, and uh, 76ers minus 4,000. Uh, finish second there. Do you guys think? Let me let me ask you this, Stacy. You think the Clips and Bucks are going to be first in the you know West and East respectively, or do you have do you have other picks? Uh, far as the East, the Bucks for sure. I could say they can be uh they can finish first. I think that's more likely than the two. But the Clippers, I can also see them finish finishing first too. I mean, they do have. The team in place to do that. Uh, these these eyes, you know, I'm not surprised at them for one and number two. I, for the most part, I agree with them. I think they are the favorites to win their conferences. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Uh, Mike, is Yahoo off base, or you think they got a spot on? Uh, so for the East, I don't really have an issue with them thinking the Bucks are going to win the East. That could very well happen. Um, I think the Sixers have a good shot at getting that number one seed, too. Um, I think another year with hopefully Ben Simmons, you know, getting better. Another year with Joel B getting better. You add Horford. I think they're going to be one of the top defensive teams in the league uh, this year. So I don't really have a problem with the Bucks there. But let's talk about the real issue. Uh-oh. The Clippers <laughs> are not going to be the number one seed. I'm going to tell you why. The Clippers are talented. I get it. But one, we... Kawhi Leonard sat out what 20 games last year and yeah, still looked like hurt. Yeah, and still looked hurt in the playoffs. The Clippers are gonna protect their prize possession. There's gonna be a lot of load management. I see it coming. I think Kawhi's gonna sit out a lot of games. Paul George is coming off double shoulder surgeries. Is he gonna be ready right away? Are they gonna gel right away? I mean, granted, everybody outside of Kawhi and PG, they were there together. They know how to play. They won 48 games last year. But like we all very much know, the West, it's different. It's tougher. It's even tougher this year if that's even possible to believe. So I I don't have the Clippers winning the uh, West next year as far as seed-wise. I think a team like the Nuggets, younger, we saw what they did last year. They they almost had the number one seed last year. Um, I think they're a good shot to get the number one seed over the Clippers. I think a team like the Rockets, who have shown they can be a dominant regular season team <laughs> i think they have a good shot at winning that number one z i just i don't think the clippers can do it now 
if everybody plays all 82, then they have a good shot. But right now, I, I don't see it. I think the Nuggets have the best shot at getting the number one seed in the West. Yeah, no, that's a good point, too. But I think regardless of – and, you know, we, we brought this up before we started recording, but I think regardless of how the regular season turns out, I think once you get Kawhi and, and PG, if they're both healthy – in the playoffs, ready to go. I think it's going to be, and even the Lakers too. I think everyone's going to turn it up for the playoffs. <laughs> you know, and teams like <laughs> teams like the Jazz, Nuggets, and Rockets—they're just going to regress or stay at the same level. But Clippers and Lakers are—I think it's going to be a battle of LA, and the it, it could be a battle of LA in the finals. Yeah, in the West hey, Coast finals. It's regular season teams. Yeah, it's teams built for the playoffs, like you said, my Lakers. Look, yeah. look, look, we just need to get in. Mm. Once we get in, I'll take everybody in seven. So, yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah, you're right. Uh, so that was our last hot take. I'll pass it back to you, let you, you know, move on. All right. So let's get into our next story. Let's talk about Jeremy Lin. Mm. Um, he basically came out. He hasn't been signed by a team yet. As we know, he last seen with the Toronto Raptors. Um, he says he feels like the NBA has given up on him, not really given him a chance. Um, do you guys think he's being too emotional? What What do you think about that? Let's go, Stacey. Mm, you know, uh, this is kind of sad. You know, Jeremy Lin, he loves to play basketball. He wants to be out there. But, you know, as far as him getting a roster spot, getting a chance, you know, it, it's going to be tough for him. It's going to be tough. I mean, he was rarely used in the NBA Finals. And also, his, his stat lines over the past few seasons – have not been that impressive, and he's barely getting minutes. So, I mean, when you factor that in, the last few seasons, and you're not getting that many minutes in the playoffs with a with a championship caliber team that so happened to win the championship, then, you know, you're going to get excluded from getting a chance next season. Um, do I think he'll get signed at some point? Yeah, I think he'll he'll get on the team, but not right now. He'll probably be like a mid-season acquisition because he can contribute. He can do something. But um, it's just it's just a sad case. I mean, as far as him being over-emotional about it, um, I don't see the over-emotion, emotional aspect. I think, you know, he's just speaking on how he feels, and hopefully this will motivate him to work hard and get back to the NBA. Um, yeah, I would have to agree. I think he definitely has something to contribute to a team. Um, sometimes, hey, look, you don't get signed right away. You know, maybe it's a sign. Maybe the right situation will come along. What, what do you think, Ben? Uh, I think, first of all, my first reaction to that, it was it was definitely sad seeing him uh, broken broken up like that. You know, he was crying. He was tearing up, crying on in an in a interview. He was in China somewhere. Uh, and he was just talking about how you know he's hit rock bottom, uh, but he keeps on. He feels like each year rock bottom just gets lower for him. Yeah. Um, but something, I guess, a good point that my brother brought up was, um, he's a Harvard graduate. He makes millions of dollars a year to play basketball. Yeah, I, he he just needs to put things in perspective. And maybe he wouldn't be so, you know, upset about it. And in that in that sense, I guess he could be, you know, over emotional. But I definitely have a lot of respect for him, and I hope he gets signed because it's clear that he loves the game of basketball. 
Um, but he does he does have a good life, and it's nothing. It's not the end of the world if he doesn't get picked up. Right. Um, I agree. You know, putting things in perspective, you are an NBA player. You're you're making a lot more than a lot, definitely a lot more than us. <laughs> you're making a lot more than a lot of us out here. I would kill just to be on the bench in the NBA. Oh, yeah. I ain't got to play a lick. You should be <laughs> right. Yeah, I sit here and make my little. What's the minimum? Like, uh, oh my god, five like million, eight hundred. Whoa, it's like I think it's like eight hundred thousand. Like eight hundred thousand. Like a vet minimum is like a million, like a year yeah. or something. Hey, yeah. look, I take that. But um, what I will say about Jeremy Lin is, and I I don't have the story in front of me. I know that um I had heard somewhere that he has dealt with depression, so mm-hmm. I, I never want to you know tell someone that's dealing with depression and you're being too emotional. That's definitely not the first step you take with. But I think this is a good time for Jeremy Lin to really self-reflect and maybe work on maybe whatever's holding him back. Obviously, something's holding him back. So when you look at it, you you just got you got traded to the to the Rockets from the Hawks. I mean, excuse me, you got traded to the Raptors from the Hawks. You you got a ring this year. Granted, you didn't touch the court, but for like a minute. I think I seen him get on the court for like a minute. Now you go into the offseason and you work on some things. You you look at the league. You see how the league is changing. It's a perimeter league. You work on your jumper. I think Jeremy Lin still has a lot to give to a team. I don't think he's a starting NBA uh, point guard at this point, but I think he could definitely go play backup somewhere because he's a scoring type. But um, if, if he is dealing with depression, I hope he gets the help he needs for that. But he, I just want to let him know that this isn't the end of the world. You know, you can get a job anywhere. Exactly, still, that's what I'm saying. You're still pretty young. You know, you're athletic. Some of these guys that don't make an NBA, they go overseas and get paid. So mm-hmm. it's not like the end of the world. There's a lot of options. So I hope he went once he gets out of this rut, you know, and really sits back and looks at what's going on that he realizes that, okay, I, I'm not at rock bottom. It's just a tough time right now, and I got to get through it. And that that's how I feel about it. Yeah. But um, let's move on and unfortunately talk about that team across the street, the Los Angeles Clippers. So new owner Steve Ballmer said that in 2024, when the Clippers plan on moving into to their new arena, he might change their name and their colors. How do you guys feel about that? Let's start with you, Ben. I mean, a name, the, the name's a big thing to change because that's what people know you by. But at the same time, I kind of get it because you're in LA with the Lakers and the Lakers are a story franchise. It's the Lakers, hey, right? Look, hey, it's the Lakers. Say- the Lakers have all those championships. They have iconic players like Kobe, Kareem, Shaq, mm. you know, having played for them, Magic, Jerry West, the logo, the little NBA logo mm. as a longtime Laker. Um, so I, I get what he's doing. He wants to try to get away from that. They're the other team in L.A. The, he wants to get out from under the Lakers' shadow a little bit. And I think he's, you know, so far it's it's been a good start getting – getting players like Kawhi and, and PG to go over, creating some excitement for the Clips. And, you know, in a few years' time when they move, uh, you know, changing the name, changing the colors, it might it might be big for them. So I don't have a problem with that at all. I think it might be a good thing for that team. 
Yeah, I agree with you. When your owner is worth fifty point four billion, mm. you could you could yeah, you could I did a little homework, but you could do <laughs> things like that. You know what I'm saying? You could just move the team. I think it's a good idea. Um the Clippers, before Steve Ballmer got there, you know, their last owner, Donald Sterling, who was banned, it you it's just time to close that chapter. You know, it's yeah. just time to close the chapter on the Los Angeles Clippers. There's not much to remember. I maybe Lob City, if you remember yeah. that. Yeah. If you want to hold on to that, but I, I agree with you. I think this will be a good move for them. What do you think, Stacy? Uh, first of all, congratulations on them finally getting their own arena. They needed <laughs> it. They needed their own arena. My goodness, <laughs> they they never going to beat the Lakers out for uh, Staples Center. I don't, I don't care how good. I don't care how good they get, they never gonna beat them out. But as far as them changing their name and color, initially I was thinking that that was that's a big dramatic. It's a big dramatic. I uh, I don't know if I'm I don't know if I can be ready for that. I mean the Clippers, they I mean you know they still a good team. They've been going to the playoffs over the past well like five eight seasons. They've been a, a playoff team. You know they've re. They've retooled the Clippers brand, and I think that it can still work for them as far as them having the name and the colors. I'll be more accepting of them changing the colors and the name. I don't know what name he would give them. I don't know what he's thinking, but, you know, hopefully it's, it's better than the Clippers. It's going to have to be better than the Clippers. <laughs> but <laughs> but I was but also going with that, you know, that was my initial thought, but I, uh, after, you know, hearing YouTube, uh, Saying what y'all had to say, and you know, thinking about it deep, I like, you know, what what is a clipper? Like, <laughs> like, what, like what what is a clipper? I, I I don't know what that means. So I I, 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 <laughs> I think uh, I think a uh, a new identity it it can work for him. It can work for him. Yeah, I would agree, and I, I like the way you put that. Just a new identity. You know, it's, it's time to move on from, like I said earlier, the Los Angeles Clippers. And you bring in Kawhi, you bring in Paul George. Clippers have never had players of this caliber, you know, mm -hmm. never this good. So this is new. You know, the Clippers have never been feared. But now, like you just said, Ben, the, the odds have them finishing, what, first in the West. A lot of people I know already have them winning the championship next mm -hmm. year because they have Kawhi mm -hmm. Leonard. So, I like it. I think over the next few years, if, especially if they like win a win a championship or two, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a rebrand, new arena in Inglewood. I I wouldn't mind it at all. I like I like the way you put that. A new identity is definitely something that team needs. I'll ask you this: This is random. I'm gonna put both of y'all on the spot. Uh -oh. All right, Let's you go. are now the owner, Ben. You're worth 50, 50 billion or fifty million. <laughs> what are you naming? Yeah, Los Angeles Clippers. Give me a name right now. Just spit it out. It don't even matter. Give me a name. Mm. Oh, this guy really put me on the spot. <laughs> oh man, this is gonna be awful. Um, okay, it's, it can't be worse than the Clippers. <laughs> it's probably gonna be. That's okay. The Los Angeles Dragons. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Dragons. <laughs> now I'm gonna I'm gonna have to start with an L, like the Lakers, Los Angeles Lions. Okay. Hey, the look. Lions. The Lions. Hey, look. Los what about Angeles you? Lions. What about you, Stacy? Man, look. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to think something to go with LA, the whole LA theme. I, off the top of my head, I don't know. I don't know. I, um, um, 
this might be a bit of a surprising answer, but what if this could be the way to bring back the Sonics? Like, what if they can take that name? I didn't think about that. That's a good see. Look, that's a good <laughs> little thing right there. Los yeah. Angeles Sonics. Super Sonics, yeah. A little ring to it. A little yeah, ring. yeah, I. I think that'd be exciting. First of all, I want the Sonics to come back to the NBA. I want yeah. them to come back mm-hmm. to the NBA. I, I miss the Sonics. I, I didn't like the whole era of the Charlotte Bobcats. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> weird, yeah. My, my goodness, I'm glad they went back to the Hornets, but uh, I think I think the Sonics coming back to the NBA will be great, great. Yeah, Los Angeles Sonics. I like that. So I, I got a name for the Clippers. You know, I don't respect the Clippers at all. I don't care. So <laughs> I came up with a name. They could be called the Los Angeles Lemurs. You know what a lemur is? The lemurs. <laughs> Not the lemurs. The little monkeys. Oh no, that's terrible. You know, like is, uh, they're cute. Yeah, that's worse than Bob. They might win fifty games. That's yes, great. They went in. They went in like five games. They named yeah. lemurs. The Los they, Angeles Lemurs. I think they should look into that. Listen, their lineup could be Curry, Braun, Katie, Kawhi, <laughs> and give me a center. I don't know, Joel Embiid. If their name's the Los Angeles Lemurs, no one's going to give them the time of day. Like, They're winning like 25, <laughs> 30 games tops. They, 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 they selling like just 500 tickets. Oh, yeah. Like 50 jerseys. Who's going to want a jersey with lemurs right it's here? Just, just <laughs> could, could you imagine being on another team and be like, yo, who we got tonight? Yo, the lemurs in town, yo. We might want to <laughs> might want to tighten up. Like, nah, 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 nah. nah. But uh, let's move on, guys. That was fun to uh, pick on the Clippers. You know, I always enjoy that. <laughs> let's get back to our all-time team bracket. Yes. Now, Last week we went one through we went through the one through eight matchup, I believe, right? So today we are gonna go through nine through sixteen. We're gonna finish out the first round. Um, like we said, Jordan's not here, so we'll all chime in for his teams and give all our opinions and see who moves forward. So let's start with our number nine matchup. Stacy, you're up. It's your 2012-2013 Miami Heat. Versus my 2001-2002 Sacramento Kings. So, Stacy, I'll give you the floor. I'll let you start. Who wins this? Oh, it's going to be the Heat. Mm. Oh, it's going to be the Heat. First of all, this is the team that added Ray Allen. <laughs> team added Ray Allen, number one. Number two, this was perhaps LeBron's best year in the NBA. LeBron was just dominant at this point, just install, inst- installing fur into everybody that he faced. And then, you know, Chris Bosh, uh, this this was the time in the um, playoffs was that game six. He had that block to seal the game on Danny Green. And then yep. you still had D-Way. Even though D-Way was going down a little bit, you know, he still could give you 20 at any night. So I'm, I'm, I know I know the, the Kings, they were stacked at this time. Chris Webber, Vladi Divac, uh, uh, Mike Bibby, and they um, kind of got robbed in that game. But uh, – they didn't get <laughs> <laughs> Hey, come on now. 25,000 in the fourth quarter. <laughs> come on. Just think about this. Stop reaching. <laughs> One Tim Donahue, the, the ref in that game, too. Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I, I like the, the heat over the Kings in this one. And, uh, plus they, and plus they beat the Spurs team that was low-key the better team that year. So... Right. Uh, 
it's hard for me to make an argument because you, you're going against LeBron in his prime. Mm. <laughs> this this LeBron was still wearing the headband, you know. So this <laughs> LeBron at his peak form. Uh, when I look at the Kings, even though I did pick them, yeah, you got Mike Bibby, you got Pager, you got Chris Webber. Man, he drew Turkaloo was on that roster. I didn't even know that, but. Mm. I'm going to have to agree with you. I think the 12-13 Heat will take care of the Kings. What do you think, Ben? I can't go against that lineup. Prime Braun, Chris Bosh, mm-hmm. D. Wade, Ray Allen. I can't do it. I got the Heat. Yeah, that's too easy. So we'll, we'll end that one. The Heat are easily moving on over the 0-1-0-2 Sacramento Kings. Let's move on to our number 10 matchup. Ben, you're up. 0809 Nuggets versus Stacy's 9596 Speak of the Devil Sonic. So Ben, I'll let you, the floor is yours. State your case for them 0809 Nuggets. Hey, listen, we were just talking about this in the in the Hoop Life group chat today on Facebook. Carmelo Anthony as a Nugget is really all I need to say. He was going crazy back then. Uh, offensively, he couldn't be touched. And then aside that, you even had Chauncey Billups. You had a young Nene. You had AI a little bit past his prime. Obviously, you know, Philly was where he was best. But, you know, with the Nuggets, he wasn't he wasn't too old at this time. Uh, he's just, just over 30 at this time. Uh, you had Kmart, Kenyon Martin, um, J.R. Smith. When I think he was at his best, either New York or the Nuggets. But he was definitely going off with the Nuggets. Uh, and then you had Birdman, Chris Anderson. I think that's a good lineup. Uh, Stacy, state your case. This... This this should be like no debate at all. Come on now, like that that Nuggets team has no nothing on this Sonics team. First of all, they need to get past. They need to get to the finals. They need to get to the finals that year. And yeah. number two, this this is the Sonics team that got only stopped. They got stopped by you know Michael Jordan and the Bulls. You you got Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. That's all. That's all I need right there. That's all I need. This this Nuggets team that. They wasn't. They were very good, but I don't see them as a a great team. I I just don't see it at all. So you know, I'm sticking with the Sonics. <sighs> so I have to be the tiebreaker, huh? Yeah, yeah. You. I, I, I hate that I'm hosting because I gotta be in this position. Okay, <laughs> so look, <sighs> the Nuggets were so talented offensively. They were so talented offensively. Like you said, mellow back then, unstoppable. You yeah. know, unstoppable. But the Sonics were known for defense. They were yeah. ranked second in defense that year, 95-96. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary Payton, like you said, Sam Perkins. Uh, Detla Shrimp, they got a shooter. Nate McMillan, Sean Kemp. It's tough, man. That's a tough pick. But as we always say, that 07-08 Denver Nuggets team did nothing, and you're going up against a team that's specialty was defense. So I'm going to go with the 95-96 Supersonics. Yes. I, I think yes. they'll lock up everybody else except Melo, and that'll be the key to winning that game. I think they'll lock them up. So I, I'm sorry, Ben. I'm going to go with the 95-96 Sonics. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's a good lineup. Fair enough. <laughs> Let's move on down to the next matchup. Oh, Jordan's not here, so we're going to have to speak up on his behalf. But it's my 97-98 Utah Jazz versus Jordan's, wait for it, 
Celtics. Jesus, that was a long time, <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> that was a, uh, thank you, Jordan, for this this team from 1965 and 66. So I, I'll start with my case for the Jazz. Um, you know, they, they lost eventually to the Michael Jordan Bulls. But, hey, you got Carl Malone. You got John Stockton. You got Jeff Hornacek. This is one of the most, like we said, I think we said this last time, one of the most underrated teams in history, all because of one guy, Michael Jordan, was was stopping them from getting a championship. So Carl Malone and John Stockton by themselves, I, I think they got a good shot against most teams. So that's what I'm going to say about that. Anybody want to take up the case for the 65-66 Celtics, Ben? I got their roster pulled up. It was a nice, it was a nice lineup. They had John Havlicek, Casey Jones, Sam Jones. Obviously, Bill Russell, mm-hmm. 11 rings, yeah, a true champion. Uh, that's pretty much everyone I know. I don't know. This is a long time ago. Yeah. 1965, 1966. They won a chip. Uh, ooh. They're scoring 112.7 points per game on average, which was a lot for back then. Right. Their, their defense was best in the league at the time, according to basketball reference. Um, I don't know. Honestly, if I had to pick a team in this in the in the matchup, I would take the the Jazz. So, what do you think, Stacy? Um, I know that Celtics team was dominant, led by Bill Russell, but this Jazz team was Uh-oh, this Jordan. Jazz team was something. <laughs> there was something and Yeah, I, I'm and also I'm getting Jordan back for eliminating my Jazz pick <laughs> on the last episode. So oh, this man. is me. Getting revenge. I'm taking the Jazz. I'm taking the Jazz. Hey, look, Jordan. I'm sorry, buddy. You weren't able to get your case. <laughs> the Jazz are moving on. The 65-66 Celtics fall out. Let's move on to the next round because I'm really waiting for this matchup. This is both you guys' teams. This is a good one. So, Stacy, we got your 15-16 Cavs versus the 17-18 Warriors that Ben selected. Uh, hey guys, this is a great matchup. Stacy, state your case for the 15 16 Cavs. Man, first of all, this is the Cavs team that stopped a 73 and 9 Warriors team. True, this is the Cavs team that stopped that team. They broke a record that everybody thought that wouldn't be broken, breaking the Chicago Bulls regular season win record. And they won championship coming back down 3 1. And LeBron was great all through that finals, securing the game with that block. Kyrie Irving hit that shot. But the the Warriors team that following year in 17-18, uh, man, they they was near unstoppable too. That's they went tough. and pick up KD, KD and nobody could touch him. Nobody can touch him. This this is this is a tough one right here. This is a tough one. But you know, I'm going to take the uh, who's the better team? You know what? I know I picked the Cavs, but I'm gonna have to take the Warriors in this one. I'm gonna have to take the Warriors. In this <laughs> Listen, one. this is all I have to say. A lot had to happen for the Cavs to come back from three-one. Draymond getting suspended was a big part of that. Um, and then they added KD. That's yeah. That's it. I'm, I'm taking the Warriors personally. But I love I love that the Cavs won. I love that the Cavs won that finals. It was historic. It was it was a cool moment for the city. But in this matchup, it's 
I have the Warriors. Yeah, like you just said, Ben, that year the Cavs won. Granted, they won. You can never take that from nope. them. Like you said, Draymond got suspended. Uh, I remember Iggy was hurt. Bogut was hurt. A lot of things started to tip in their favor for them. So, yeah, that first year with Kevin Durant, <laughs> when he came to the Warriors, they was a problem. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think – I just don't think that the Cavs had enough firepower to beat those Warriors, Clay Thompson, Steph, KD. Nah, I, I, I agree with you guys. I'm taking the Warriors on that one. So the Warriors move on over the 15-16 Cavs. So let's move on to the next matchup. Ben on Ben. The <laughs> 71-72 Lakers versus the 6 7 Warriors. So here's what we'll do, Ben. I'll let you state your case for the 6 7 Warriors. Okay. And I'll help you out. I'll state the case for the 71-72 Lakers. So go ahead. All right, listen. Honestly, same with Stacey last time. This is my pick, the 6 7 Warriors, but... It was just one of those things where we all had seven teams. Some of you guys had eight teams, and I was like, man, who's my last team? I need another team. I was looking at the list. I was like, can't take them, can't take them. Oh, the We Believe Warriors is who I ended up taking. And I love this team. This team did what, you know, very few teams have been able to do. You had Matt Barnes. Baron Davis at the time was was nasty. Uh, Monte Ellis in his prime. Steven Jackson. You know, guys like that, Jason Richardson, Jay Rich, but it's this team, it took a lot for them to make it even to the second round. <laughs> right. And they're, they're, they're a fun team to watch, and I love that they did that. Uh, but in the end of the, at the end of the day, they finished 42 and 40 in the regular season, and they're up against Wilt Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, Jerry West. Gail Goodrich. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take the Lakers, but I love I love that Warriors team though. I love that Warriors team. Yeah, shout out to that Warriors team. Baron Davis, one of my favorite point guards of all time. Yo, that that win over the Mavericks that was huge because the Mavericks were heavy. I think Dirk won MVP that year. Uh, they won like sixty plus games to knock out the number one seed. That was a big accomplishment. But like you said. The Lakers with Wilt Chamberlain. Who's guarding that? Eric Dampier? Eric Dampier's <laughs> not guarding Wilt. So Jerry West, they've got nothing for that. Uh, Jason Terry ain't guarding him. Gail Goodrich. Oh, man. Who else is on here? Elgin Baylor. Nah, 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 nah. I, I, I'll take the ladder. Let me get the Lakers. What do you yeah. Stacey, do you agree with us? Yeah, first of all, the Warriors being that Mavs team. I think that Mavs team won like 67 games that year. Yeah. It was like clearly number one. It was upset. Nobody saw it coming. But yeah. come on now, come on now. They can't be on this on this tournament. They can't be in this tournament. <laughs> not especially not against, not against these Lakers teams. This, yeah, this is Lakers all the way. Clearly, no debate. Yeah, yeah. no debate. <laughs> easy, <laughs> easy little matchup. But um, let's move on to the next one. Jordan and Stacy. Jordan's not here. He has his 07-08 Celtics. Versus Stacey's 2016-2017 Golden State Warriors. Jordan, I don't have a good feeling about this, but Stacy, state your case for those 16-17 Golden State Warriors. Again, Jordan, right team, bad matchup for you. It's the 16-17 Warriors. This is the Warriors team that signed Kevin Durant. It's Kevin Durant's first year. 
after they went 73 and 9 and they did what they were expected to do was and that was to win a championship and they were more dominant in this in this season than they were in the following season 17 18 so uh, but I, I know the, the, the big three of the Celtics, you know, that was a great run for them. They all of them finally got their rings, but come on now. They, they, they got nothing on this team right here. Nothing on this Warriors team. So I'm taking the Warriors. Ben, who are you taking in this matchup? Listen, anything is possible. I love, I love that. And that's a good big three. That's a good big th- KG. Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and then you throw in a young Rondo, too. I think he was at his best, even though he wasn't necessarily in his, like, athletic prime. He was still young. Mm -hmm. But I think that's when he was at his best with the Celtics, with those guys mentoring him. Uh, But like like we've been saying, uh, even with the 17-18 Warriors, that that lineup with KD, Clay, Steph Curry, Draymond is just too overpowering for for pretty much anyone. So I've, I've got the Warriors. Yeah, so we see who's going to win this. But, Jordan, I got your back. You know, I, I'll, help the, <laughs> I'll state a little case for the Celtics. You know, that year they did go 66-16. and 16, And I don't like to speak of this too much, but they beat my Lakers in the NBA Finals. Mm, that was tough for me. But this team was good. Like you said, Ben, Ray Allen, KG, Paul Pierce, Kendrick Perkins, Eddie Howes, Leon Poe, James Posey. This was a nice squad. Rondo in his prime, like you said. I think they would put up a good fight. I don't think they'd get sweep, swept because, you know, th- this was the number one defense that year. KG, KG was a monster. Paul Pierce, before, you know, he got to the role he is now where we pretty much laugh at him, <laughs> he was hitting big shots for this team back then. So yeah. I think they, they'd get – I'd give him two games. I'm going to be – hey, I'm going to give the Celtics two games, whatever. But like you guys said, I, ultimately – They've got nothing for KD. I don't think I don't think KG at this point in his career could guard KD. So I, I'm taking the Warriors too. I, I agree with you both. So let's move on down. Oh, two of my teams are in here. So let's mm-hmm. do this. So I nominated the 0304. Oh, this is good. 0304 Detroit Pistons. That's another team that beat my Lakers <laughs> versus the 93. 94 Houston Rockets. Now, this is a hell of a matchup because you got the defensive-orientated Detroit Pistons versus a team with maybe arguably one of the best defensive players of all time, Hakeem Olajuwon, another team that won a championship during the Jordan era, even even though he wasn't there. So um, I'll, I'll state my case for the Pistons first. Like we said, you know, they were a defensive juggernaut. Had Mr. Big Shot, Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, mid-range king, Tayshaun Prince, lock you up on either side of the court. Big Ben Wallace, Antonio mm-hmm. McDice, Lindsey Hunter. I'm not even looking at the roster. Like, these guys had people. Like, yeah. And I was like, and they took out the Kobe and Shaq Lakers, however you want to put it. A lot of people regard that Kobe and Shaq Lakers one of the best teams of all time. And the Detroit Pistons came out of nowhere and pretty much handled us, man. Four games, I believe it was like four games to two, so... This is ugh, this is tough. Well, what do you guys think about this? Anybody have a case for the Rockets? Uh, the Rockets, they went they won 58 games this year. And of course, they were led by Hakeem the Dream. Then you also had players like Sam Cassell, Robert Ori, Big Shot Rob was on his team. Kenny the Jet Smith was on his team. Uh Sam Cassell, uh, I said Sam Cassell already. Oh, uh, Mario Ellie. Um 
you know, this this Rockets team was was pretty good, pretty good. But I can also see the Pistons winning this matchup right here. They that that defense, that defense by the Pistons. My goodness, led by Ben Wallace, both Ben and Rasheed Wallace. I, mm, this this is a tough one right this here. Is this one, is a man. tough one. This is a really tough one. It's a tough one. I, I want to see what Ben got to say. Ben, what you got to say about this? Uh, I think I'm going to make my case for the Rockets, and I love that Pistons team because those those kinds of teams are fun to watch. It's mm-hmm. those grit and grind teams. But let me list off Hakeem's stats and accolades from that 93-94 season. He was the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. Mm. They were NBA champions. He was the Finals MVP. He was an All Star. He made the All NBA First Team and the All Defensive First Team. He was scoring 27.3 points per game, 11.9 rebounds per game, 3.6 assists per game, 1.6 steals per game, and 3.7 blocks per game. Monster. 3.7 blocks per game. Man. <laughs> Monster. Man. I, I don't know. I don't know if the if the Pistons can get past that offensively. And obviously, you know, they did have a young Tayshawn Prince, and they did have Chauncey Billups and Rip Hamilton. And guys like Ben Wallace on defense, but I don't know if I can go against this Hakeem. I don't know if I can go against that Hakeem. So you're so you're going with the Rockets? I mean, you're going with the Rockets? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Rockets. All right, Stacy, you got a choice? <sighs> Come on, man. Pistons had Darko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he made all the difference. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go. I can't. I can't go against Hakeem. I can't go against Hakeem. I gotta go with the Rockets. Going with the Rockets. Well, my choice doesn't matter now. But you know, something, a little thing that I didn't even notice. Like both these teams finished with the same record that year, 58. Wow. Yeah, like that's crazy. It's like these teams couldn't be more closely matched. So my pick really doesn't matter. Um, but but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the just to piss my friend David off. I'm gonna go with the Pistons. Um, if you got, I mean, if you want anybody going to Hakeem, it would be Ben Wallace. Yeah. If you want yeah. any team, if you want any team that made the finals and that's good at defense, trying to stop a team like this, it, it might be the Pistons. You know, and they had a bench too, so I, I'm gonna roll with them. But two always beats one, so the '93-'94 Rockets will move on over the '03-'04 Detroit Pistons. That was a great matchup, man. That was tough. I'm mad that both of teams that's... got put against each other. Like, yeah, that was, that, was a, that was a very even matchup. Yeah, yeah. It was. So, guys, let's move on to our last matchup of the first round, Stacy versus Ben. I like the way this is looking right now. Ben, you got the 2000-2001 Lakers versus Stacy's 2013-2014 Spurs. Ben, I'm going to let you go first because you picked the Lakers. So go ahead. All right. Before I say anything, let me say this. The 2001-2002 Lakers are out of this tournament based on a botched coin flip. (laughs) So I think, at the very least, the 2000-2001 Lakers deserve a spot here. Uh, Just based on that, their their next year team got robbed. Uh, But forget that. We got Kobe. We got Derek Fisher. We got Rick Fox, who's Canadian. He was, I'd say, I'd say one of the better players on that team. Uh, obviously, Horace Grant, Robert Horry, Big Shot Rob. You guys like him, and Shaq. 
like like Shaq, like Shaq in 2001, NBA champions, Shaq and Kobe. Uh, that's all I got for you. That that Spurs team is good though. I, I can't I can't hit on that Spurs team too much. Stacy, talk to us about them Spurs. All right, I'll make the case for the Spurs here. Um, first of all, that year the Spurs were the best team that year. I know that he was doing their thing, but the Spurs were the best team that year, and they proved that by dominating, dominating that Heat team in the NBA Finals. They won in five games, and I think four out of those five games they held the Heat under 100 points. Like, mm-hmm. that, people thought that wouldn't have got done. And then, you, you know, I, Kawhi Leonard was MVP. He was, you know, young, up and coming. I think he was, like, 22 years old at this time, something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You know, Tim Duncan, big fundamental. Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili doing his thing off the bench. You know, this this Spurs team, they were just, they were just fundamentally sound. They were sharing the basketball. They, they played great team ball that whole year. But, like Ben was saying, the 2000-2001 Lakers, you, you got Shaq, who was just, he was just different. <laughs> just Shaq was just different, different and dominant. And then Kobe on the rise. Um, if I had to make a choice, I will pick, you know, the, I was, I would pick the Lakers in this, you know, slightly. Also, I'm going with Ben, too, for this reason. Uh, we did, you know, eliminate the old one oh two Lakers <laughs> on accident. <laughs> so we gotta put one of these teams that three peated. We gotta put one of them in here. So why not? Lakers got robbed. Yeah, Lakers they got, got they robbed. got robbed. They got robbed <laughs> by they got robbed by the Lakers, the ones in the eighties. So hey. <laughs> and I, I knew I knew Mike and Jordan were, were up to something there because cause that was their team. Jordan made the coin flip and then he was like, Oh, I forgot. And then, <laughs> uh, it was 86, 87. Hey, and none look. of us knew, so we was like, all right, <laughs> I guess so. That wasn't my fault. I just agreed. I'm like, hey, hey, I'm with it. I'm rolling with it. <laughs> uh, looking at these two teams, it's tough. You know, it's, it's easy just to pick the Lakers because you have Shaq and Kobe. But like you said, Stacey, the Spurs were the best team in the league that year. You still got Tim Duncan there, younger Danny Green. You got Kawhi Leonard. This is the Kawhi Leonard when, remember when he checked in the game, LeBron was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he ain't want none of them problems. So, but I don't think he could lock up Kobe. But, ah, this is tough, man. I would never pick against a Laker team. But this Spurs team, like, they're deep, too. Shannon Brown, he didn't play. But Corey Joseph, Manu coming off the bench, Tim, Boris Diaw. They had a lot of players. But I don't think Tim Duncan messing with Shaq at all. Mm. I don't think they've got any answers for that. I think Kawhi would make it tough on Kobe, but there's one thing about Kobe: he takes tough shots anyway. So he he, he might he might shoot 37, percent but he gonna get 27 points. So look, <laughs> I, I'm gonna roll with my Lakers, man. But that's a tough one. I know a lot of people who might watch this; they, they might side with the Spurs on that one. But I'm gonna roll with the Lakers on that one. So the Lakers, oh. 2000-2001, we'll move on. And that concludes the first round of our all-time team podcast. And that also concludes all our topics today. Uh, Jordan, sucks you weren't here to state your case. For, <laughs> you I think lost, both, he lost a lot of Celtics teams. Hey, yeah. <laughs> both the Celtics teams got eliminated. That's tough. That yeah. That's really tough. But we want to thank you guys for tuning into the Hoop Life TV podcast. Um, you can find us wherever podcasts are located. You can find us. Um, man, you guys got anything to say to the people? 
Caught the merch. merch. Yeah, caught the merch. Yeah, caught the merch. Gotta get it. Merch, merch. Gotta get it. Long sleeve shirts, hoodies, short sleeve shirts. We got hats coming. Look, get your merch. All right, show them that shirt again, Ben. We gonna we gonna get some advertisement time going. Get your Hoop Life TV gear, and we want to thank you guys for always tuning into the Hoop Life TV podcast. And we'll see you next week for another one.